welcome back. Uh, here we are talking about coaching uh, with Nikki and Sebas. Uh, my name is Yannick and uh, we got an, an interesting question today um, about qualification, certification. Is it important to be qualified, to be certified? Is a question I get a lot. Uh, I see it a lot on the groups. It's like, have you done training? Are you ICF certified, International Coaching Federation or which professional body? Is it even uh, necessary? Um, so I'll just throw that into the room and see what comes out of us. What do you What do you think? Do we need Do we need ICF accreditation, for example? Um, yeah, well, I, I think that's a great question, and it's something that you know I've heard again and again. Personally, I have a, a very different view from I think the majority of people. You know, because uh, when I started coaching, um, the coaches that I was surrounding myself with, they were like, no, you don't need it, mm -hmm. right? You know, you, you have already everything, everything you need to be a, to be a great coach. Yeah, is that including training as well, or are they talking specifically about an accreditation with a professional body? Yeah, I think it was more about like, oh, you don't need a course. A course, and generally, like yeah. training. And it's really interesting wow. to start there because, um, well, personally, I've been in the personal development world for around 10 years when I started coaching. So that really helped me, but actually, you know, um, you know, when I started coaching, I realized like things weren't going exactly the way I wanted. Uh -huh. And for me personally, I like to always, you know, reflect after my sessions. And I said, hey, you know what? Let's read some coaching books. And then I realized actually that you know most of the things that I was doing wasn't actually coaching. <laughs> right? It was a lot about like giving advice, telling people like, hey, you know what? I've done this. Do this, right? Um, and yeah, so I realized actually that I needed to do much more coaching and less, huh. less giving advice, less, be, that, less giving, uh, less uh, directive, you mm -hmm. know. And actually, one and a half years in into my career as a coach, I did a, I did a course in coaching, which is the Animas course. Right. So you uh, were practicing for two years already, doing yeah. really valuable stuff, but that wasn't necessarily within the coaching framework. Yeah, exactly. And and I was doing actually well, right? And I was getting really good feedback. And I think personally what really helped me was the books, reading uh, books on coaching, watching some great coaches on YouTube. But actually when I did the Animas coach, uh, coaching course, um, you know, that was, they were teaching pure coaching. And I was like, wow, I wish I mm -hmm. did this like two years ago. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, you know, a lot of people say like, hey, you know what, successful coaches haven't done a course. I think it's a lot of BS um, because if you look at some of the successful coaches, they don't necessarily promote coaching courses, but most of them actually have done a lot of coaching courses. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I think that's a great start. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a place, you know, as a foundation, I think it's, it's a must for a coach. Yeah. Uh, Nikki, you're just about to qualify, right? Mm -hmm. did, did you find your course helpful and what do you, what do you think going into like accreditation? Um, I mean, I definitely think I had a very different idea about what coaching was prior to doing the course. So in that sense, and in terms of referring to myself strictly as a coach, I would say mm -hmm. that was probably really useful for me. Um, much like you see, it was a bit like, you know, I thought um, coaching prior to the course, whilst I knew it was kind of standing back and letting the client speak, I, I also thought, you know, there would be plenty of opportunities 
for me to kind of maybe uh, impart some of my own knowledge or advice or um, the way I perceive the situation, but definitely the course helped me to kind of learn to stand back a lot more into what yeah. I now would define and understand as strictly coaching as opposed to mentoring uh, or other forms of kind of one-to-one um, -one, um, conversation. As for the ICF, I guess the way I understand it um, is in light of kind of what feels like a, an expansion and a boom of coaches emerging, I wonder if that's going to become a lot more interesting in terms of the profession becoming more regulated and then um, kind of zoning in more on coaching strictly versus other forms of conversation um, that are similar to coaching but aren't coaching strictly. Yeah, yeah, true. And I mean, with the training, I think training and certification, accreditation, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's quite different. Like, I'm, I'm coming from a perspective where, for me, it would be unimaginable to not have any training, you mm -hmm. know, to not have read some books. But now I've met so many people who've, like, coming in from the, the kind of coaches that you knew in the beginning, they're just like, well, you, you just kind of tune into people. I've met some intuitive coaches who mm -hmm. are just like, well, I just do what feels right, and that's super helpful, and as long as it's helpful that's fine and it's an unregulated profession so everybody can call themselves a life coach or a coach mm. and as long as they're providing value that's okay mm -hmm. I think for me the difference is that as long as you are not as long as you're explaining what they're getting themselves into mm -hmm. you know um, then it's fine you know mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, so but like I would think training gives you so much it just makes you s such a better coach because you you are you're forced to reflect on how you're practicing. You're getting some feedback from people who have been doing it for a while. I guess one of the dangers is that you get, uh, you try to model a certain kind of coaching. Mm -hmm. And I hear that a lot as a supervisor, that somebody does really good work with what I would call consultancy or mentoring. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're really trying hard to be the kind of facilitative coach who just kind of helps somebody find their own answers rather than putting anything on the table to consider. And they're feeling really uh, bad about it, they feel guilty about doing that kind of coaching when actually the clients really like it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then it becomes about semantics and usually clients can't, don't care about semantics mm -hmm. and they often really don't care about certifications either. You know, so if, yeah. you're, if you're accredited, you have that stamp of the ICF, uh, International Coaching Federation by the way, of the EMCC, the European Mentoring and Coaching Council, uh, there's a, a couple of other coaching bodies that give accreditation. It just basically means we certify that this coach has fulfilled a certain standard of training mm -hmm. and ethics and also that you can report them if they do bad practice, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, it just gives you a mark of quality, mm -hmm. a stamp of approval by an official body that has been working around that. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the AC, for example, Association for Coaching is big in the UK, uh, ICF is all over the world, you know. The, it, I think it gives the client a certain... A sense of safety that they're mm -hmm. in good hands yeah. and they don't necessarily need that <clears throat> if they feel like they're in good hands or if you came recommended you're right you know yeah. I never signed up for the ICF uh, or any of the other uh, coaching buddies because I was teaching at a university and I didn't feel I needed that in order to make somebody feel safe you know but, but there's a lot of the, the great thing about um, about the professional bodies is that you you develop first of all I think it, it is really professional to be part of a coaching body. There's a, a network that you're tapping into, people that you can connect with, other coaches. Um, the, the accreditation process will get you to rethink your coaching approach and help you learn a lot about the way that you coach. And then you can still decide whether this is the kind of 
way that you want to coach. Because if you give a ton of advice and you're more of a mentor or a consultant, the ICF might not give you their certification. So I think it's important that we think about what kind of practitioner am I, what kind mm -hmm. of coach am I, and what professional body would, would that be a good match for. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think the process is good, it's useful, more and more organizations will ask for it. So if anybody wants to work in organizations, um, that's going to be more and more relevant for you to get that accreditation. That's probably, for me, it's coming at some point soon, because I'm more and more working in that space. And more and more organizations are asking now because the number of coaching uh, coaches yeah. is exploding. Mm -hmm. And an organization, an HR manager, if they have 15 coaches or 50 coaches to choose from, usually they filter out the ones that are not accredited. Sure, yeah. You know? But in the life coaching space, it's much more important that you connect with your client and you know you help solve their problem or get them what they want. You know they tend not to ask whether you're certified. In my experience. Yeah, I think so. I, and I really agree with that and I think we have another distinction there because it's there's a difference between being qualified and accredited and being trained mm -hmm. right so even you know if you choose not to be qualified with any of these bodies I think training is a must hey guys if you enjoyed that uh, you know what to do hit subscribe and send us a question see you next time